is a new day to try to get right This is a new day to get on track Yeah, that's life in football This is a new day to live your life This is a new day to try to get right This is a new day to get on track Yeah, that's life in football It's life in football We are life in football You are now listening to the Life and Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeandfootball.com. Welcome to the Life and Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your coach, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top-notch coaches all around the world. Top, top-notch coaches all around the world. Today, we got a legend on, man. The book goes by the name of Charlie Ward. Now, if you're in the state of Florida, Georgia, he a mega star, but just period, man. He won the Heisman Trophy. That's that's what you need to know first. And then he a man of principle. He does an event where the um where the fathers come with the kids, right? So this was probably 2014, 2015. No, no, probably 2015, 2016. They had an event where the father, all the fathers were with their kids. Now, this is very special because you don't really get a lot of things like this. And let me give y'all a secret. It was the same time the indoor practice facility had just kind of got rolling, too. And they had an event in there. So I'm happy. I'm getting ready to go in the indoor practice facility. And I'm going to see him. And I'm with my kids. Man, we went in there and had a ball. We, they had everything side up, free food, free drinks. And just to see all the fathers, it, actually, it took me out of the mindset of just being selfish and want to see the indoor practice facility. It had me thinking like, you know what? This is actually something real nice. And a lot of people might not know that about Charlie Ward. You know, he a guy who helped put things like that together. And then, y'all heard me say he played football, he was an awesome basketball player. He went to the NBA. And not only that, he out here with a school named Florida High in Tallahassee, where it's actually Florida State University School. Man, they balling out. The football team balling. The basketball team balling. And he out there and won the state, state championship last year with the basketball team. And let me tell y'all something, man. That speaks a lot, you know, for him to come back as a coach now, and being successful too. And, you know, sometimes I look at Florida High, and I'm from Quincy, y'all, so sometimes mm-hmm. I look at it and I kind of hate a little bit, like, told Because, to be honest, they just winning everything. Right? I don't know what that happened at Florida High. It didn't used to be like this. But Florida High is like a like the mega center now. Like, this is why everybody going for the top recruit, top athlete, in some kind of way. They find a way to win. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. How are you? Good and you. It's a blessing to have you on. And, Coach, I want to know, as far as your playing days, for you to be that good in football, that good in basketball, winning the Heisman, and then it's on you. Should I go to the NFL or the NBA? Was that choice hard or you already knew, like, maybe since you was little, one that you love way more than the other? 
Um, no, the choice wasn't really hard. Um, it was kind of, you know, made for me in the sense of not being drafted in the NFL. And that was part of my prayer as well was to um, make it plain and clear, you know, open the door, close the door. And, and so, uh, but I did make a statement that probably deterred the NFL from drafting me, which was, you know, if I didn't get drafted in the first round, that I would consider my other options, mm -hmm. which I did have options. And yeah. uh, God blessed me to be able to use those um, as leverage, which in my position, most times, um, blending, being a black quarterback, um, you normally don't get, you don't, don't have those options right. um, or be able to make those statements. and. And so I was, you know, definitely walking in faith mm -hmm. when it came to that and put my work to the test as far as what I was going to do to make things happen. And I was grateful that uh, I had people in my corner, you know, helping me through this whole process and allowing me to uh, use the gifts that God had blessed me. But I was an athlete, you know. I just enjoyed playing all the sports, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that, came to fruition when it was all said and done. Uh, the reason why I continued to play two sports in college was I just enjoyed it. You know, whether it was killing my body, it really didn't matter. I just enjoyed the experience. All right. Now, were you just that gifted or did you train that hard in both? Now, you probably did all of it together because you was a top athlete, but were you just that gifted? Sometimes, like, you just better than everybody hands now. Uh, well, I definitely had a gift, talent, hand-eye coordination. Um, so that was something that you know, God definitely blessed me with. And, of course, if you're going to be a top-notch athlete or anything, uh, God blesses you with gifts, and you have to work them right. uh, and, and uh, make them the best you can, uh, they can be. And, and so that's what I did. You know, I, I did things uh, probably what some others do. Um, which is put the work in, uh, prepare yourself to be the best you can be, and you go out and make it happen. Um, of course, you have your uh, trials and tribulations that you have to go through, and uh, it's tough, you know, when you're going through it. But you know, I always talk about learning a lesson. When you're, what lessons are you learning, in, in all winning and losing? Right. And so I learned a lot of lessons uh, in both. And, and I think those are the things that we have to uh, be able to do if you want to get to that next level. Right. Now, y'all heard, heard Seymour say he played basketball and football. When I first got to college, I didn't know this what I'm about to say. Not everybody know it now. So one day we were talking about some of the best athletes. And this is what you would do in college when you get to college. Be. So me coming from the state of Florida, Charlie Ward, Peter Ward, D name, we'll throw out there quick. He said, no, man. The best, he said, no, man, you talking about Charlie Ward? Let me tell you something. Allen Iverson, he was one of the best football players. I forgot what they call uh, oh, D, that D.C. area. Uh, I forgot what he called, what, what they call that, but he the one of the best, oh, DMV. He one of the best athletes ever to come through the DMV. I mean, Mike Vick was good, but y'all, you should have seen uh, Allen Iverson. So I'm like, what? He played football? He like, what? Y'all didn't know that? Nah, this man from where Allen Iverson was. So 
That's why I was so shocked because I didn't know nothing about it. So some kind of way he was able to show his name was John Washington. He was, he got his hand on some kind of highlight, and I was shocked. Like Al Iverson is like to me somebody copied Charlie Ward video and tried to put Al Iverson in the, the uniform, and it was just shocking to me, and it let me know like at that point because back then you had guys play all kind of different sports. And today you'll see more kids kind of focus on one sport. And I'm I'm getting to a point here. Kids, it's, it's good to play different sports because it keep you kind of leveraged, but it, it keep your athleticism open too. And so when I'm watching this film, it shocked me, man, because all at that time I knew Ellen Iverson was a basketball player. But I was shocked at how good he was. In foot. I'm talking about, if y'all haven't seen go look it up. He was real good in football too. But Coach, how is that for you, like, seeing how the kids are today? Because a lot of the parents kind of focus with the kids on one sport. How important is that for you playing different sports? Uh, or how was it for you as well, playing different sports? Uh, well, for me, I, like I mentioned, I was I was an athlete. And so at my high school, I just I played multiple sports, um, mainly basketball and football every year, um, even though I got injured. Uh, my freshman year, the end of the basketball season. So I wasn't able to play baseball um, until my senior year. But I ran track my junior year and and to help me with my speed doing fo for football. Mm -hmm. uh, but I enjoyed it. Uh, we did have multiple athletes from, with me growing up uh, that were on my teams. And today's time, you know, I, I encourage kids to um, – to play multiple sports, um, you know, because it gives them the opportunity to be able to um, get away from their main sport. Uh, you're going to spend most of your time preparing for your main sport, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. uh, but having another sport to kind of use some different muscles um, and get some experience plays a big part in the success. And But you do also have those that are focusing on one sport, um, and as I tell my guys, if you're gonna focus on one sport, uh, you, you got to be better each and every year. You can't come back to the same player, right. um, you know, as you as you were the year before. And so you got to get in, the, get the gym, you know, weight room, all the different things going to help you be the best you can be. Um, if the, if you're going to focus on this sport, because if you have opportunity to go to college. You know, those scholarships and opportunities are not just local. Those, those are national scholarships that you're working for. And so you can't just focus on what you see here and, and around you. Um, and so, you know, that's just one of the things we always talk to our kids about at Florida High is, you know, putting the time in, preparing yourself, going out and competing at a high level, whether it's AAU or travel ball or whatever you may, may do, seven on seven. Uh, to see what's out there, see who you're competing against. And that's one of the things I know a big focus is for our kids is to play travel ball so they can see, get those experiences. So when they come back uh, to us, you know, they've seen it. And that's one of the things I've noticed over the years since I've been there is, you know, when we are starting to go and play, we've had a lot of good experiences there. But when we go and start and play from a state 
uh, level. Uh, we're not afraid, afraid of the moment. Right. Now, Coach, did you see that film I'm talking about with Allen Allison playing football? Yeah, what, 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 what you thought about it? What you thought about it? Uh, he was very solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was very solid. Our quarterback, he's an athlete, so uh, anything can happen. Right, right. And I heard you call him Bubba Chuck. That's, that was uh, AI nickname. But uh, and Coach actually had a guy on his team. I went to one of their games, their basketball game last year. They had a guy by the last name of Donaldson. And he actually played quarterback for Florida High as well. Uh, he had got injured early that year for the, in the football season, but he got better towards the end. And uh, actually going to the game and seeing him play basketball, one thing I noticed by Coach Ward's team, they was hustling, man. I don't know if he had got on them that week in practice or what, but it's like you can see it. I don't know if the other team just maybe were like, man, we ain't going to beat them no way. I don't know what, what was going on. But you can clearly see his team had more hustle. Like I said, I don't know if he got on them earlier that week. Like, hey, we ain't doing that this game now. But that game right there, I just noticed a whole lot. So, Coach, speak a little bit about your coaching style and for us, the back the game of basketball, like, did you get it from a certain coach for us basketball or what like what leads you to you know for us like your basis of your coaching style? Um, well, I don't know if you know, but I started out as a football coach, high school football coach. Uh, for Pensacola. Like nine years, like eight and a half years or so I coached football. Um, and had a lot of losing during that time. <laughs> Uh, so I learned a lot of lessons. Um, I, you know, one of the things I, I pride myself on is putting the time in to make sure we have a good product um, and make sure our teams are respectable. And so when I first took over those football programs, they weren't respectable at all. Mm. And um, as, a, as we continue to mature throughout those years, uh, we, learned, we lost a lot, uh, but we also uh, learned on how to be um, – how to persevere through the challenges. Mm -hmm. um, some games you knew you weren't going to win, but you had to give the kids hope uh, as they go out. So we prepared like we were going to win. Um, and we didn't shortcut the, the preparation part. Um, and we went out and prepared each and every week to win the football game. It just didn't happen most times. And, and so that's when we started talking about winning. Uh, there's a lot of aspects that go into it. You need the necessary support from administration, the parents. Um, you also need good players. And so basketball has been really kind. Uh, last year, we were fortunate to be able to win a state championship, uh, but we had a lot of lessons uh, that we learned um, as a coaching staff and also as a team on what it was going to take for us to get there. And so the year before, we had a lot more talent uh, overall, uh, but they weren't cohesive. And we ended up losing in the first round to uh, James Collins' team, who he just had a bunch of uh, inner city kids, and they played hard. Um, and uh, my first year, we lost to James in the regional finals. Same team, uh, same type team. And so our, it was, it was an introduction to us on how we needed to play if we were going to get over the hump. And so probably what you saw was that response of this is what we're going to have to do and how to play 
uh, to be able to uh, get over a hump. And so the coaching style, I have a lot of coaches that I was under. Um, one first being my dad. Uh, my dad's a coach. So I grew up in a household and I learned a lot from him because he was a basketball coach. He was a father to a lot of kids on his team. Um, he was the uh, maintenance guy. He was a guy who washed uniforms. So there's a lot of things that I bring, uh, I saw him do and I'm doing today. Um, and, you know, between Coach Bowden, Coach Rick, Coach uh, John Eason, um, there are a lot of coaches at Florida State that taught me a lot. Coach Pat Kennedy, um, late Eggman Williamson was another coach who took me in to help prepare me for the NBA uh, draft. And then all of my college, I mean, all my pro coaches, um, you know, Pat Riley, Jeff Van Gundy, um, Don Nelson, Don Chaney, uh, Greg Popovich. Um, all those guys were, you know, taught me a lot. Um, some of them didn't give me an opportunity to play, but I sat and watched and started to go back and look at their style of how they got guys to play hard and, um, and, and just the way they coached their teams. And so I, I brought all those things like together to make it my own in a sense. And, you know, the first and foremost uh, thing that we want to pride ourselves on is giving our kids the best experience you know, to be able to help them to achieve their goals, uh, whatever those goals are. Some go to college, uh, some don't. But the experience that we want to give them is one like college. And so that's what we do. We take them, uh, take them on trips to go see different colleges. Uh, we also take them to play in out-of-town tournaments, which gives us great experience to be able to come back and compete at a high level. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of team bonding activities. Um, so those things, memories that they have will go longer than where they are today. Now, Coach, is it – how do you feel the buy-in with the players are to you as far as you being where they're trying to go? And you even did some of those stuff some of the players might be wanting to do outside of – in football as well. So – how is it when they looking at you like, man, he went to the NBA. That's where I want to go. So it's, they just automatically lock in and listen to it and just roll with everything you say? It gives you gives you opportunity to earn the respect for sure um, because they can go now on Google and, and <laughs> look at highlights and those types of things <clears throat> because it does play a big part, you know, in, in the history, mm. you know, of your coach. Uh, to say, well, he does at least know. Right. And if he doesn't know, he can get answers. Right. Um, and so uh, that, you know, you have to earn your own respect regardless of your background and your right. history and those types of things. And and so you have to love on the kids, love on the parents uh, so they can understand and know that you're genuine and in everything you're doing. And they're no different um, than anyone else. Um, I was that student athlete that was looking up to my coaches um, at one point. And so buy-in, you know, we, we put processes in place to for people to buy in. Everyone has to play their role in order for us to be successful. And that is, you know, what we do. Now, 
I got to know this, man. Boys winning that Heisman Trophy. Cause you were the king that year, man. You, I, I just remember just the whole season with Notre Dame and everything. And when you won the Heisman Trophy, it was a especially around here. It was a major celebration. So, like, did you think you had a realistic shot of winning it? And then when you won it, cause I always wonder when them guys sit in that chair. Like, I want to know how they feeling right now. Like, when you just sitting there, they, they say your name. And, like, how, how is that for you, like, that experience, like, leading up to it and even sitting there before you win in the Heisman Trophy? Oh, well, the experience is all, you know, it's great. Not just for me, but I got an opportunity to take my family, all my, my mom and dad and my siblings, uh, aunt and uncles, I think, were there as well. So they got a chance to get, get to New York. It was a great blessing to be able to celebrate um, that honor uh, with them. And also to see all the former Heisman winners that, that was there, uh, guys that you looked up to uh, were, you know, it's also special. Uh, but to be sitting there, you know, it was eye-opening in a lot of ways because I'm from Thomasville and never thought that, uh, well, it was always a dream, just like mm -hmm. everyone else's dream. Right. Uh, however, when I was there, it was starting to become reality that I had an opportunity or chance to win it because I was sitting in the seat. Um, whenever there was three of us, so I had a chance, just like everyone else. Yeah, good one. <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, I was confident in the sense that I could win because of the season that we had as a team and me individually. And so I knew there was a possibility uh, for that to happen. And I really didn't, people would tell me it, was, it would change your, change your life uh, for the rest of your life. And, you know, at the time I didn't understand it. Uh, but now, you know, I do. You know, the opportunities that you're afforded uh, because you're a Heisman winner. Um, at the time, I think it was big for everyone that was affiliated with either Tallahassee or uh, FSU uh, because it was the first. Right. Um, and, and kind of broke the mold in a sense. And so I didn't, I mean, I understood it, but being in your bubble, you really don't understand it in a lot of ways, uh, how it affected a lot of different people. Even though, you know, Thomasville being the first, it was big. Um, and so they celebrated it uh, really, really well. Uh, but you just didn't, at the time, you you understood it, you went with it. Right. Um, but it was it was huge, you know, for a lot of people. And see, and see, when he's saying they keep going, do y'all realize? Because that was not a three more that. But I just seen him in a commercial um, the other night. And he was in the pool. I don't know if he was reading a book on the phone or something. And um. Yeah, I had a I had a phone in in the pool. I'm not sure if that was wise, but right, right, <laughs> right. And then once he gets out the pool, you see the little gator come up out of the pool and as, he, as he walk off. But he already out of the pool by this time. But that that just you know kind of speaking on this, how that from '93 is still going on with him. And you'll see Barry Sanders and uh, Tebow and all these other guys in these commercials. Um, that's continuous every year. You 
know you'll see them in these commercials. Um, and I heard you speak about your family, and that's what I want to know a little bit more about about your mom and dad and your siblings and how was it for you growing up? Uh, well, I have uh, six siblings, uh, four sisters and two brothers, and um, and my parents been married for fifty eight years, and they they're educators. Uh, we're educators, both retired um, teachers. And they just, they brought us up in a loving household. You know, we had food on the table. You know, they made ends meet. Uh, we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. We weren't poor, but we were right in the middle somewhere. Um, we had things that we needed, um, and they supported us. We supported each other in everything that we did. And so that's the way they raised us. And what what's the main factor for you during that time Choosing Florida State, was it other schools you were thinking about coming out of high school? Um, was it somebody real close, or what was the factor for you choosing Florida State? Uh, well, there were a couple. One was um, it came down between University of Georgia and Florida State because um, my buddy Sean Jones, Georgia Tech was in the mix was as well, but my buddy Sean Jones uh, ended up going to Georgia Tech. Um, so it came down to University of Georgia and Florida State. And really, it was Coach Bowden that was the deciding factor uh, because he allowed Brad Johnson to play basketball. Um, and I wanted to play basketball as well and football. So, And I was going to take him at his word. He came in and said he was going to allow me to play. If I did my portion, which was I had to make sure my academics were in order, and if I do my part, he was going to allow me to, to play. And I wasn't sure you know, after my, my freshman year um, because I was a punter and I ended up winning a punting job. And I didn't go out and he didn't allow me to go out and play basketball my, my true freshman year. He wanted me to come out and try to compete for the football job, quarterback job, which I knew I wasn't going to win because. They told me I had to be patient because there's two guys in front of me, Brad Johnson and Casey Weldon. Um, and they were both uh, red shirt sophomores, I think, at the time. So I knew I wasn't going to win that job. and But I went out, got the experience of spring football, which was good. And then the next year, you know, Coach Bowden allowed me to go out and play basketball full time, you know, once the season started. And I had to report to football or anything. So that he held to his word, um, and I was grateful for it because it gave me an opportunity to, opportunity to um, focus on basketball um, only and establish myself in that sport first. Um, and then once I got to football and going back and forth, I at least established who I was as a basketball player. Right. And when I came back, you know, they, they knew what I was capable of doing. So uh, that was huge for me. Um, and part of my story was – you know, being able to have that that one year where he allowed me to go out and play basketball only, uh, which that's not happening with any other coaches. And that speaks a lot about Coach Bowen too. One hundred. Who who that? For? I said one hundred percent. Yeah. Did you? T yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause did he do it because y'all had them other two quarterbacks? Yes, that was the main. Yeah, reason. that was the main reason. Yeah. Yeah, cause see, and, and see. Coach Bowen, he a legend too. 
And a lot of the things you do too, man, it, it, it speaks a lot to the community. Like I was saying, with um the kids, with the dad um thing that or uh, event I went to. Oh, it was all pro dads. All pro dads. That's yeah. what it was. Cold Let me tell you something. That was nice right there. It was laid out in the um, Indo practice facility, and um all the st- man they had the band in there. Staff, everybody was nice on um, bouncing houses. They had different little activities you do with your kid. And mind you, know, I got two, I got, well, I got three girls now. <laughs> and a son about to come, but at that time, I only had two, they was, they was real young and two little girls. And man, they was having the time of their life. For a lot of people, y'all may not know, Florida State has a, a mascot with the horse. Not the one on the field, but they had a person in the um, costume. And man, they wanted to take pictures with the person in the horse costume about four or five times. I mean, every time we would walk away, they want to come back. And that that event, it spoke a lot to me. Because I look around, I saw the dads. And sometimes, we got to be honest here. Y'all don't get mad, you know what I'm saying? Dads, we almost get left behind sometimes. Well, you know, mama going to get the praise, I understand, but... That event spoke a lot, just looking at all the dads in there with their kids, and we having a good time. And I want to thank you for that too, and everybody who else was involved in that. What um what came behind that event coming up, and like, could you speak about that all pro dads a little bit? Um, well, all pro dads is affiliated with Coach Tony Dungey. He's one of the co-founders um, of it. And of course, you know his history um, of. Being a great dad, he has uh, talked to him. He has nine kids now, um, three biological, um, and the rest are adopted. And so he has a heart. He and his wife Lauren have a heart for uh, kids, and and so he kind of helped establish uh, the All Pro Dads um, as an outlet for dads to be able to get together with their kids, and they also have a website to be able to help support. Dads, they also have moms, I moms as well, uh, that they've uh, added to the mix uh, over the years. Uh, but I was introduced to All Pro Dads uh, while we were in Houston. Had a very similar event um, at the uh, Houston Texans indoor facility. And I was one of the uh, life coaches. Um, I spoke to you know each huddle that came through I'm about a life principle that they had. And so that's how I got interested in it or part of it, affiliated with it. And then once we got here to uh, Tallahassee or we wanted to bring it to Tallahassee, you know, I helped coordinate as far as getting them connected with who they need to get connected with so it can happen. Um, and I've kind of branched off and done a similar uh, outing uh, this year, this this past year, uh, we did a basketball um, clinic, dad's son, uh, dad and kids clinic, basketball clinic um, at Florida High, uh, doing on Father's Day, uh, which which was uh, was eye opening uh, for a lot of the dads because it was uh, we had some conditioning, um, our strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> Uh, O'Neal Brown, <laughs> uh, just put them through some some activities to get the body 
moving in the right direction so that we wouldn't have any major, major injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the dads and the kids, they enjoyed themselves uh, doing drills, right. um, shooting some hoops. And so that was, and they got life messages as well. Um, and so that was very um, encouraging. Um, we partnered with uh, the lottery, Florida Lottery. Uh, my man John Davis, um, over there, uh, worked with us. But our whole mission and goal is family. Um, we have a family foundation that we've started, my wife and I. Um, and you know, we we want to help support young people, families, um, and, and our. Family Foundation also supports disaster relief. Man, man, I want to thank you again, Coach, for coming on. Y'all, this is a legend, Charlie Ward, man. Thomasville, Georgia, baby. <laughs> Represent him. And just to speak on the man and the thing that he does, it, it speaks a lot for, you know, his team, him being a coach, father, just everything a lot of people might disregard. Oh, he's Heisman Trophy. You know, he's still a man at the end of the day. And I like how he, you know, conduct himself. You know, I've been around, you know, this area for a long time. Even, I mean, I went off and played college ball myself. And you would hear the story about this person, that person, going to the club, this one. You know what? One thing, though, and not to speak nothing bad, but I never heard a negative story about Charlie Ward. I never, every every person I always speak very highly of him. And not saying he gonna run for the governor of the state, and I'm just giving y'all my thoughts and my view. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving y'all my thoughts and views, how how you, how you we see um, Coach Ward around here. And now, you know, he's doing the thing at um, Florida High. They, they, like I say, they team steady balling, everybody, football, basketball. That's just what they doing over there now, and I, I got to accept it. But I want to thank Coach again for coming on. And, you know, this speak a lot to a lot of young people because y'all heard him speak about his dad. This man, daddy was in there washing the uh, clothes, being a mechanic, fixing stuff at the school, and still coaching. And that's what it takes a lot of time because as a player, as an athlete, Sometimes you kind of disregard that the coach got a family. The coach got things they got to do. And you just going on about your way in. Sometimes we get a little hot-headed thing. We know everything. But this is important why you should listen to your coach and take your time to sit down and talk to him. Because sometimes I think back and I should have talked to some of my coaches more. Uh, some of the you know people who was around the program, which I did at time, but I should have took more time. And y'all see how he was blessed to win the Hyman Trophy, take his whole family up to New York, and they come around full circle where he playing in the NBA in New York. So just imagine that his family, first time going up there for the Hyman Trophy, then coming back. <laughs> they went for football the first time, then they came back, you know, later on for basketball. So, you know, that that's just show you God got a journey for all of us. And we never know, you know, what's going to happen later on in life. That's why we got to be consistent, stay prayed up, and father, be a, be a father to your kid because that all pro dad, that day it spoke a lot to me and some of the guys who I was there with. And um, some of them might even, even know, I mean, they'll put dad us in groups. And that was good, even communicating with them, and we had a great time. 
And I want to thank Coach again for coming on and thank him for all he's doing, man, and everything he has done. And even like somebody like a Ward Dunn, these guys, they do things in the community that a lot of people may not see at times, but I think it need to be recognized. And that's why I want to make sure I brought that up doing this on podcast. But I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you will fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time.